This is Revisiting Haven. Hello, Havenites. This is Amy J with Amy S. Hi, this is the other Amy. <laughs> and today we are bringing to you uh, a little look back on Sarah, one of my favorite episodes um, of season three. Season, season three, three, episode nine? Yes, 309. 309. Amazing job from top to bottom. Everybody but everybody bought, brought their A game, if I could talk. Totally. Yeah, it was wonderful. I mean, the costumes, the the, the language, music, the, the cars, sets, everything, the sets, everything, yeah. This was an amazingly powerful episode also. Um, but before I get too much into that, let's let's catch up on what Haven stuff is going on that we know of. Amy, you have anything to share with everybody? A couple quick things. Um, Eric Balfour just sent out a tweet uh, yesterday, which was Saturday. We're recording this on Sunday. So that was Saturday the 3rd of April, where he said if he gets a 1,000 retweets, he will post a photo of Duke Crocker or Eric behind the scenes, one or the other. So everybody make sure to retweet that. It's He's at about 750 retweets as we're recording this, Amy. So 766 because I just retweeted it. Oh, cool. Cool. <laughs> so that would be fun to get that photo. And then since we've last recorded, we did get a little blurb about our episode 501 description. It reads, Nathan is in a precarious position as the evil, the possessed, and the dying surround him. So we can uh, mull on that. And Emily did an interview where she uh, confirmed that it will be seeing a lot more of Mara in season five. So a lot to go on. Yes. A lot. I mean, as we get closer and closer, more and more stuff is going to start coming out. Um, additionally, if... If you're not following Sean Piller, Eric Balfour, Emily Rose on Instagram, you are missing some wonderful behind-the-scenes photos. True. Check them out. I, I don't repost them onto mine, but uh, they're on Instagram. Some great photos. There was cupcakes being shared, photos of... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Haven cupcakes. Those did look good, too. They did. I. You will love it, and it is worth following them. So find them on Instagram. Uh, they are there. I think it's Sean Pillar. That's right. it on Instagram. So you can find him and then you'll find everybody else. Do it. Do it today. Because who knows what else will pop up. That's right. Haven goodies. Yes. And so um, also keep in mind those who S San Diego Comic Con is still coming, still set for end of July. I will be there. Uh, Amy's going to try and be there. We're going to try and do something to get together. It might be just a happy hour or something. Don't know. Figure it out as we get closer. But there will be resale tickets end of May for those who are still interested in trying to get tickets. Those are tickets that people are returning and San Diego Comic-Con will resell them. So there's one more chance. Just want to remind you so you don't forget, there's still one more chance if you want a ticket into San Diego Comic-Con for you to get it. Just kind of got to pay attention. Right. And also, we, we learned in the last week or so that Nerd uh, HQ is happening again this year. And yes. there was a Haven panel last year, so perhaps there will be a Haven panel again this year. I'm sure uh, details to come, news to follow. Yeah, we don't know, but uh, at least Nerd HQ is going to be there. And chances are, uh, Haven is pretty tight with uh, Zachary Le Levy? Zach Levy. Um, I think Emily knows him personally. Not, yeah, not, so, just, not just from a Hollywood relationship, but I think they're pretty good friends. So it wouldn't surprise me if there's another Haven panel, in which case you don't have to have a San Diego Comic-Con ticket to get there. But information for that, if and if it happens, will be available. Right. So May, Maybe in June or late, later in June. Yeah, yeah. And if we hear anything, we will share it. Uh, 
follow us on Twitter. Follow us on the site. Uh, whatever you do, we'll have it at least. Other people will have it too, or Google it. I mean, Google's your friend. So check that out. We're going to go ahead and start talking about Sarah because we actually really... we. Before we start recording these things, we, we get to chatting, and we could have kept on going, but then realized we were still talking about Sarah, so we might as well record it. We might as well just start start talking with everybody else on the line. Might as well bring you guys in. Um, this episode had a lot of people talking. Yes. A lot of people talking before it and after. Lots of chatter. There was a lot of chatter, mostly because we were going to meet Sarah Vernon, mm-hmm. and she is a big character, and... After, because of what happens with Sarah Vernon and characters in the Haven world. Yes, yes. How did this trip back in 1955 affect our our current characters? Yeah, and so basically the episode is a time travel episode. Nathan and Duke get sent back to 1955. Spoiler alert, they get sent back to Haven. Right, there's a trouble that sends them back. There's an in-between that happens... Lots of stuff. We're going to just focus on the effects and the um, highlights, right. I guess you would say. Well, that's what, that's what our plan is. <laughs> that, that's the intent. Uh, but Amy, why, why don't you share what the first thing was kind of that hit you about this episode that stood out? For me, mm-hmm. it was the barn. Because if you ask me, Sarah has just arrived into Haven directly from the barn. That, Interesting. That is what just hit me about this episode. So let's see if I can explain all this. I've got all my notes, but I'm not so good at articulating myself here. So we know that Audrey and her incarnations only live in Haven. And I think it's safe to say they always arrive into Haven from the barn. And except for Mara, she was the original. And, of course, we know when Lexi came out of the barn, she was really Audrey. She chose to be Audrey. But we've seen Audrey, Sarah, and Lexi come out of the barn. Again, if you ask me, this is Sarah coming out of the barn. She's got all those memories implanted from Agent Howard. Okay, so hold on. Before you go forward, just a quick clarification. I think it's them coming out of the barn. Uh huh. But remember that everybody seemed to have been in a different location before they come into Haven. Correct. Audrey came from Boston. Well, yeah. And Sarah came came from D.C. Right, but... Audrey, when she was in Boston, her apartment, as many as many of us have suspected, she was in the barn. And Brian Milliken recently confirmed that on Twitter for those who had any doubts. Uh, oh, so I did not you, know that. Right. And again, this is, and Amy and I are just sharing our takes. Everybody can interpret things as they wish. Uh, but for me, she's just landed in Haven from the barn. Uh, the first time we see our characters in Haven, they've come out of the barn. Um, and we know at the end scene... Uh, she calls Agent Howard and says, I'm going to stay. And that's the same thing she does in the very first episode. She lands in Haven, and at the end of the episode, she calls Agent Howard and says, I'm going to stay. And that is the exact same thing that happens here in episode 309. It's an amazing parallel. And something else I want to note is that Agent Howard is the one that kind of sends them to Haven. Right. So he, he got her there and he, he implanted all these memories and he was there to make sure that she was okay. And we see him in the scene at the end, just like we do in the very, very first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so for, for me, this Haven fan, I have no doubt that Sarah has just landed in Haven directly from the barn. Um, I may be proven wrong, but that's my take on it. That's interesting. I did not know uh, about that. It makes complete sense. Uh-huh. And especially with the parallel of Audrey's path and Sarah's path, right. it makes sense. I mean, right. we know that Howard is 
the agent that watches over her and takes care of her. And so the fact that, you know, yeah. things are moving s smoothly in mm -hmm. that everything's going according to plan both times, you know. And if, is this um, also uh, the first time we've seen proof that Howard doesn't age either and he's this entity just like Audrey? Uh, I didn't, I'm not sure about that. Uh, I would say yes, because he yeah. looks the same. I know we saw him post 309, you know, in episodes after 309. And she had that dream sequence with him uh, before 309. But again, that was a dream. So Well, Howard never aged. I mean, in Thanks for the Memories, in Sarah, in uh, even in uh, Thanks for the Memories, the flashback. We, every time we see Howard, he looks the same. Right. So he's from the barn like Audrey and even William. They don't age. Right. Must yeah. be nice. Yeah. So that's just touching on that. Um, for me, that was very important. Um, and I also liked how when uh, Audrey first came into Haven, the first person she saw was Nathan. And when Lexi, who really was Audrey, first came into Haven, the first per person she saw was Nathan. That really wasn't the case here with Sarah. But the first person we really see Sarah interacting with is Nathan. Well, in some way, I think it, it can be said that you're, you're right, that Nathan is the first face right. that she relates to, interacts with. You know, it's yeah. not as clear as the fact that, you know, Nathan saves her from a falling car. Right. But I think the, I think it's still safe to say, aside from her duties as a nurse, Nathan was the first one she's talked to. Right. And in the scene on the beach, she says to him, you're my first friend. So, you we, know, that follows up with their relationship that we've known it to this point between Audrey and Nathan. And here's Sarah saying to Nathan, you're my first friend. So I thought that was a good parallel as well. There's a lot of parallels um, in this episode with the things we know of present day Audrey. And right. I think that is when a lot of Haven fans, or maybe, maybe not, maybe it's just me, uh, saw that there was a long-term plan here. Yes. It kind of confirmed it. I, I have to agree. I mean, we all had speculations coming up to this. And for anybody re-watching this and listening to these podcasts, you kind of see, hey, there's these patterns. Right. I mean, we mm -hmm. saw things going on. We saw Lexi. This is the first time we're meeting Sarah. But now you come in and like Amy was saying, you see the parallels. Yes. Yes. You see the parallels and it's kind of like something more is going on. And that's when you start thinking about it more. Well, and another oh, very overt parallel here is how, um, you know, Nathan helped Audrey learn about the troubles and kind of brought her along. And the same thing here, Nathan, he tells Sarah about the troubles and kind of helps bring her along and understand what to do. Absolutely. But it wasn't Nathan alone. So that's the other parallel that I think is great is that Duke was there. Well, but Duke wasn't there with Sarah too often in this episode. He wasn't. But without Duke, Sarah wouldn't have met up with Vince and Dave. And I think that's a very big thing for Sarah, who was about to lose her first friend. Mm -hmm. And I think even just as small as it was, Duke and Nathan were both Sarah's friends and there for her when she needed it. Yes. I think that theme of our, our trios, you like to call them, yes. working together, mm -hmm. looking out for each other, the three of them, that was very much evident in this episode. Yeah. And, and just as big of an episode as this was for Nathan and Sarah, Duke... I mean, things were happening for him as well. Oh, gosh. The, the leg his, his Crocker legacy, and this is the episode where, you know, Sarah supposedly kills his, his grandfather. Oh, mm -hmm. my goodness. A lot was going on. Yeah. Yeah. And in this episode, um, 
We always knew coming into this episode, Duke never wanted his trouble. He was trying to get rid of it. He was trying to do whatever he could. And he couldn't. He couldn't get rid of it. And he learned his father, uh, his grandfather, wasn't as thrilled with it as he, as he was. Right. And I think that was a, a sense of comfort, if you will, to Duke, that, you know, he doesn't have to like this trouble and he doesn't have to succumb to this legacy. And he sees his grandfather fought it. Duke himself is fighting it. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's reassuring for him. Yes, for sure. And um, you can really see the struggle that Duke goes through with this because, you know, he saved his grandfather not knowing it was his grandfather. And we talked about it before, Amy, off the mic. But, you know, Duke was before he knew it was Roy Crocker was like, well, if, if he was supposed to die, he was supposed to die. You know, those are the rules. It's just what has to happen. And then he finds out who he is, and suddenly it's not as clear-cut. Duke really has a struggle in this episode with what he wants to do, and I think with his feelings for Audrey and Sarah, and the fact that Sarah is the one that ends up killing his father, or grandfather. Yes, that's, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. That's, it's a crazy thing, because at the end, uh, when you see Duke, Duke's struggling throughout trying to figure out, you know, can I get my father, my grandfather, I'm going to just say father and it's probably grandfather. <laughs> Go in between. Um, <laughs> just switch it up. You know who I mean? Roy Crocker. Roy um, Crocker. <laughs> tries to get Roy to leave Haven, save himself essentially, and try and not succumb to what he knows will happen in that right. Sarah is going to kill him. Right, they're trying to save Roy's life and still get back on the timeline and get back to 19, uh, excuse me, current day Haven. Because as we know, current day Haven is all messed up because they're back there in 1955. And uh, yeah, Duke's trying to accomplish that. Obviously, he doesn't want his grandfather to be killed. Right. And he, he goes to the very end when he gets them both to put their weapons down. And it can be interpreted a number of ways. It could be his love for Audrey that made him speak out. It could be because it was the right thing to do. That made him speak out, but mm-hmm. ultimately Duke spoke and right. warned Sarah that his, you know, Roy no knife about to kill Sarah, uh-huh. and so Sarah kills Roy in self-defense. In self-defense, it was unavoidable, really. Right, because we had, um, well, maybe I'm jumping ahead, but um, I thought that you know Sarah kind of killed him. I didn't realize it was in self-defense. Well, in this case, it was self-defense. Remember, the timeline is, we don't know what, what, how it happened originally. Correct. We don't know till we go back in time. Oh, we don't even know. Yeah, it's time travel stuff. <laughs> I, I don't know if we'll ever know what really happened unless Sarah originally tells us somehow. But we, all we knew and know is that Sarah kills Roy and that still happened. Right. How it happened originally, we don't know. Well, yeah, like Duke says after it's done, uh, when he and Nathan are, are talking alone in the hospital, he says, um, you know, it was fate. Maybe it was going to happen this way all along or it was meant to happen. Um, he kind of succumbs to that thought that Roy was going to die no matter how it happened. Yeah, and you know that Duke was one who was trying to fight that. Yeah. You know, he, he didn't want to believe that because what does that make it for him? Good point. Uh, crazy 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 things um and then what i wanted to talk about was was what happened with nathan in this episode or nathan and sarah yeah 
Um, I think that's a big elephant in the room that we can't avoid. Well, I think the, yeah. <laughs> you can't really avoid it. There, there are parts I mean, you probably can avoid. Nathan goes back in time and sees the woman that he's in love with in present day, a version of her. And they definitely have this connection. They have this tie to each other, if you will. Uh, when they were together, there was this spark. I mean, there's something between Nathan and all and these identities of of Audrey, and and this has been a matter of contention for some people. I I know previously uh, from being on Twitter, some people are upset with how things played out. Here is my interpretation, and I am entitled to it, as you are entitled to your own. Whoever right. may see things, Nathan loves Audrey. We all kind of knew that. However, you viewed it, there was a love there. In my mind, and I think Amy also, Nathan really loves, loves Audrey. Soulmate kind of love. Yes. And so for him, you have to remember Nathan's mind as he goes into the past, 1955, he doesn't know if he'll get back to his Audrey. And he, he himself said that. That's not just us reading into that. He said that in a subsequent episode, right? Right. Uh, crush? No. No, the last episode of season uh, three, Thanks for the Memories, when Howard is showing Audrey and Nathan the scene in the car. Oh, right, yes. He <laughs> says, Nathan, I Nathan, didn't know. Oh, my God. And Nathan says, I didn't know if I was going to make it back. He didn't know if he was going to make it back. For all he knew, this was his last chance to be with Audrey. Because remember, even if he goes back, him and Audrey have not been on the same page for a little bit. There's exactly. been some fighting. Exactly. You know, Audrey has pushed him away and kind of rejected him. So he kind of has this certain mindset from that whole thing going on. And I want to say, even though Audrey rejected him, Nathan knows that she cares for him. Oh, they're still in love with each yeah, other. Yeah, and so, he yeah. knows that. And he knows she's hiding something, fighting something. And he's trying to protect her the only way he knows how. And so he goes back. He doesn't know what he's going to return to, if at all. But here is Audrey. And I'm going to say that. that is, Sarah is Audrey to him in that moment. Okay, and that's why I feel Nathan made a move. You know what? Nathan didn't even make a move on Sarah. Sarah, him. Sarah, Sarah slash Audrey made a move on him. Oh, Sarah went for him big time. I mean, read the quotes on the page. She made the move. Oh, she is a very strong and confident woman with right. reason and took advantage of that. I'm not going to say she took advantage of Nathan, but, you know, he could only have so much. Well, he's already first, overwhelmed. He's going to he's gonna well, fall at, first, at some point. He, at first he did, you know, he got away. They were sitting on the beach, as we know. They're talking, they're drinking beer. Sarah's going after him big time. Yes. You know, there, you was no, there was no question. Yeah, you have to take advantage of the time that you have. You know, we could go on. You know, she's getting in his face. She's touching him. Um, and, you know, he, he gets up and turns away at first you know he steps up from the blanket and then she says why do I always go for the shy ones and I think in that moment he's like you know there is this spark here I love this woman I love her incarnations uh, and he tried to resist at first but I think it all overwhelmed him at that moment to be honest yeah, I think so too yeah I think it all one he's feeling he's feeling again right because of Sarah he's mm -hmm. Not sure if he's going to see Audrey again. He's not sure what's going to happen. She's supposed to disappear in X days. Right. Whatever that is. It's, it's I think, probably in the teens at this point. And so I think all of that on him kind of helped make his decision. And he 
got together with um, Sarah, which, you know, if he hadn't, we wouldn't have James. Well, and we didn't get all this confirmed until, thanks for the memories, our last episode mm -hmm. of season three. Uh, but of course, this is revisiting and we're able to jump forward and back and make sense of this episode with right. all the additional information we have. Right. Um, right. So, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, and they had that connection. They had that spark. Um, you know, Nathan was connecting with her as well. Um, and it just, uh, you know, I think it was kind of meant to be. And we saw from Audrey's point of view, uh, of course, I know she's Sarah, but in our previous episode, 308, Audrey said when Nathan's dead and she thinks she can't, cannot bring him back, she says, I have always loved you. I always will love you. And, you know, that kind of plays nicely into this whole Sarah episode. Yes, yes. And, and I think it all ties together. Now, the only thing I'm going to say about Jordan, and I'm, I'm only touching on this because people have talked about it as well. Um, Nathan is not perfect. He's never said he is perfect. He makes mistakes. He made a mistake in this sense in that, yes, he used Jordan. Jordan used him. There was a lot of using of each other for whatever purpose. Uh -huh. How real their relationship was, I don't know. They don't know. You don't know. It is what it is. But he is not perfect. He made a mistake. And honestly, he probably didn't think he was coming back to Jordan either. Well, you know, I mean, I think my ship or heart comes through in these podcasts. I try to be neutral, but I think it probably comes through. You know, to me, he was only with Jordan because of Audrey. And um, although I think I said in our last episode, I think Nathan did like the fact that uh, his trouble wasn't a bad thing with Jordan. He could do something good with his trouble. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I don't feel that there was a real connection uh, from Nathan towards Jordan. I think, you know, he ended up, he didn't want anything bad to happen to her. But I don't think there was anything romantic on Nathan's side towards Jordan. Again, just my interpretation. And again, it, it's everybody has their own interpretation yeah. of these yeah. things. And I know. Amy I, and I, we can't stress enough. The show, is it means to you what it means to you, and that's fine. We can all have our own takes and our own opinions. Exactly. That's, and that's definitely allowed. <laughs> you know, in the episode, um, the pirate episode, which I can't remember. Uh, Burned? Burned, yes, in, in Burned, 310, when Jordan and Nathan officially break up, right, it, it does come out. And I think uh, it comes out in the sense that Nathan says there is no us. It's always mm -hmm. been about Audrey, and right. Jordan realizes that. She realizes he used her. Yeah. Uh, Nathan knows that she used him, but right. she's more hurt by what he has done. Right. And jumping forward to, um, well, we shouldn't talk too much about it, but to 213, the end of, or 313, you know, Jordan kills, or excuse me, Jordan shoots Nathan, but Nathan ends up trying to save Jordan and he gets her to the hospital as we find out in 401. So that's stuff we can touch on in our next podcast, Amy. Yes, because we're going to be talking about thanks for the memories. Hey, uh, so, um, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 you. I was going to say, is this a good time to segue into James Cogan a little bit? Yes, uh, I, I think because you have to talk about the fact that they got together and now we have James. But now this is a big thing. Okay, so if we believe what Haven has told us in episode uh, 313, thanks for the memories, you know, he, James was conceived on August 15th, 1955, when Nathan went back in time. Mm -hmm. Yet he was born on August 31, 1956. So is are the writers just taking creative license with their dates or did um, Sarah really have like a one year long pregnancy? Now, before, uh, my answer is perhaps she did have this one year long pregnancy because we know she's like this supernatural being, you know, she doesn't feel 
Uh, she's not affected by the troubles. She doesn't age because of the barn. Um, looking forward to season four, we know after she had surgery, her wound just kind of automatically healed. Um, so we see these instances of where she, you could say Audrey is, or Sarah, her incarnation. She is supernatural. I don't know. I don't know. I'm thinking about this and I'm like, well, maybe. And because and at the same time, it is quite possible the, uh, the writers have so much going on that um, it was missed. Or is there some weird um, like formula or something like we know when Duke was in the barn in real time, it was six months. But Duke said it felt like five minutes. Um, so does that timeline somehow play into how long a pregnancy is after you've been in the barn? <laughs> I, I, don't I know. never actually thought about this. Um, I would go with the supernatural reason. Yeah. That, that'd be yeah, where my not, gut is. That might be a question to tweet to Brian Milliken and be like, so did you guys do that on purpose or is there something supernatural about this baby? How did she conceal like a one year long pregnancy? I guess she could have gone into hiding for a little bit when she was in Haven. Um, based on episode 308, uh, it's Audrey or Audrey who was playing Sarah told June Kogan, uh, did I bring James to you? Did I bring him to you from Haven? So we think that James was born in Haven. Well, in 1955, right? I mean, birth techniques, I'm not a doctor, are different from what they are today. So chances are also that she was able to hide it. Yeah, well, the baby was born in 1956. So, you know, that's just kind of a, a fun a little conundrum. What's what's the answer to that one-year-long pregnancy? <laughs> I, I, if you want to know, uh, Amy, or someone else, tweet Brian Milliken and say, hey, about this, someone... Amy and Amy mentioned it, and I was wondering it as well. What happened? Unless Nathan goes back to another time and sees Sarah, but that's not based on uh, episode 308. We, we are led to believe that that's not the case. I'd like to think if it happened again, mm -hmm. uh, we would something would have come up by now about that's that. True. To yeah. see Sarah twice, that's, that's a little bit more... That changes things if that's what yeah. happened. So I don't think we'll be seeing that much of her. We're either going to go with year-long pregnancy or the writers miss something. Okay. That's the best part we have. But it does, uh, the Nathan-Sarah union did bring us, James, who I think changes when Mara or other people, when they went into that barn, I don't think whoever put her in that barn anticipated her being pregnant. Ooh, good point. I, I'm not sure. Well, it took her, you know, all these years to find, um, you know, I kind of think Nathan's her true love out of all her identities, perhaps. That's, you know, that's one of my personal theories. Um, and so one of her identities, you know, she has a child with Nathan, who's her true love, you know, so I don't know. I don't know. There's too many questions. I can't come up to an with answers for all these questions. <laughs> it's true. There's there's a lot going on. And Sarah, really, the, the thing about Haven that is great is that you watch it one time you see it your way then something happens and twist you look back and you're like what was that right. and you see episodes differently so now right. knowing what we know about sarah and everything that happened you look back on the episodes and you're like wait so nathan knew sarah before and things just start spiraling yeah he, yeah yeah uh, I, I love haven for that is that i can re-watch an episode revisit it and we see things differently. That was the whole reason I started these podcasts with Amy is because it's so interesting. And my line is there's so many layers to Haven. I know I say that all the time. It's true. 
you know, but Nathan, when he went back and, and worked with Sarah, he never out and out said, I know a different version of you. He never told her that. I mean, there were a couple scenes where he said, you know, I know, um, what did he say to her? I wrote it down here and now I'm losing my train of thought. He said, in a way, I know you. He said, you're important. You're special. I am from a different time in Haven. So he kind of danced around it, but he never out and out told her, I know a different personality of you. Although he did when uh, Sarah kissed him goodbye when she went to meet Duke uh, to try and uh, drive out, a ha out of Haven. Um, you remember she went back and kissed him goodbye and said, that's in case I never see you again. And Nathan said, you will. Yeah. He so hints he towards touched it. touched on it, but he never really told her. Well, I think the thing is, right, you can only, Audrey is Audrey. Sarah is Sarah. There's still people as far as we knew. And the mm -hmm. thing is, you don't want, you can't overwhelm them, right? I'm already telling you you're special. You help people. By the way, you have multiple personalities. Yeah, no, I, I, I interpreted that as well. There was so much, only so much Sarah could handle, and Nathan was trying to save her life in the moment. Mm -hmm. I don't think he was too concerned with revealing her past selves to her. But at the same time, I think he gave her what he could to help her. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He set her on the path of solving the troubles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I thought that was a big, a big, big scene as well, or a big outcome. And th this was a big episode, like like we've been saying over and over, and so much you can get from it. Um, I just want to touch on, lastly, what an amazing job the production has done with this episode. Right. Because it's not easy to take a time travel episode. And this is significant. This isn't jumping to the 80s or jumping to the 90s. This is the 1950s, mm -hmm. where there are no cell phones, there are cars, which are different from the cars of today, and the clothes are different. The talk is different. Yeah, the dialogue, the, the way they speak, yes. Yeah. Emily Rose does an amazing job as Audrey Parker, but she is an entirely different person when she is Sarah Vernon. Yeah, she knocked it out of the park. It's an entirely different personality by the same person. Mm -hmm. And I think she does an amazing job with that. I think so, too. I think, uh, and I think our writers, this was written by the Zuckerman sisters. They did a great job, and they put in a little humor, uh, like Duke and his cell phone in the, in the police department when he's being uh, interrogated, and the officer says to him, what is this? <laughs> Duke says it's a paperweight. I like there were a couple cute lines of the differences between the, you know, the present day in 1955. Yeah, and it's such, it's a very well-written episode, which is not surprising, given that the Zuckerman sisters wrote it. Um, Overall, one of the stronger episodes of season three. Yeah, and it, it definitely a fan favorite. Everywhere you go, it definitely seems to be a favorite episode. Very much so. I think and, fans uh, say well, that overall. Yeah, and I just wanted to touch very quickly, too, on you know how Haven in the present day was different, how Audrey is still this person of Audrey, like um, you know Claire and the chief st still knew her to be this entity that is Audrey, that she's special and we need to believe her and she knows stuff. I thought that was a good uh, um, way of showing Audrey's personalities through all these years. That she, There's this core about her. No matter where she is, there's this core to her. Oh, I'm uh, glad you said that. Yeah. I love this episode also for bringing back uh, Garland Warnos. Uh-huh. I missed him. I'm always happy to have him back. He's awesome. Everybody loves the chief, right? Who doesn't? The original chief. He was fantastic and wonderful to have. So happy he's there. Again, they did a great job. Uh, but uh, Amy, do you have any other last thoughts for this episode? 
not for this one. Just we know uh, we we know that uh, Sarah killed Duke's grandfather. Mm-hmm. Um, we learned in a subsequent episode that uh, everybody thought Lucy killed Simon, but we learned it was actually Vince. So, Amy, I think you and I were talking. We might have to do a podcast devoted to the Crocker legacy and who kills who and what goes on with these Crockers. Yes, and I think we will um, probably following. Thanks for the memories. We're going to go back and kind of look at the Crocker curse and see its effect on the episodes. Right. And probably some other things, uh, other topics that have kind of had a theme throughout. So if you have any suggestions or you have a topic you want us to talk about, let one of us know some way, shape, or form, and we'd be happy to consider it. That would be awesome. Okay. Uh, Till next time when we talk about things for the memories. You guys have a great week. Enjoy it. Goodbye. This is Revisiting Haven.